0: Hello everybody and I am Peter Travers and this is Popcorn where we tell you what is popping everywhere in the culture. So I saw this show. It's such a title, you know, because Ryan Murphy does this. It's American Crime Story and it's the assassination of Johnny Versace. My guest today, Darren Chris, who I think is brilliant in this show, is not Johnny Versace. You know, he just isn't. So we can discuss later why that's happening. But... He's he's here for the first time, so I'm delighted I'm so to have to be here. you here. This is great. I can't tell you how great.
1: many how many taxi rides I've had, graced me, by your presence. Since yeah, <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> it.
0: with no nothing, you can't hear anything. Nothing but you else, just yeah. see I just see how wildly just stick of you are, and like, I go, "This is somebody I, I want true, to sit next to." That's true. I can't too. stop it.
1: Yeah, but be careful because the popcorn we, is I real and knock heard. everything over. Yeah, we don't want to do that.
0: All right, I'm going to start with this because you hear it constantly. It's. People's being shocked with you playing Andrew Cunanan, this killer. Five people, including Versace, that he's killed. Mm-hmm. And to most people in the world, you're the guy from Glee, who everybody liked. Mm-hmm. But just talking to you earlier, I could see that, you know, you're trouble. Yeah, I'm, you know? I, I'm terrifying. So Ryan Murphy knew. <laughs> he must have known. From well, working with you, that this was going to be difficult. Well, I I think that... Well, di-
1: well Were you saying that it was going to be difficult, or that it was... Uh- that you could play somebody with a true dark side I think it 's less about him uh, I, I should hope it 's less about him thinking that there was a dark side so much as him understanding that that i 'm an actor and, and understanding that that, like all of all actors, hopefully you know we we all strive to have access to all sides of the the human psyche so i I hope that it 's less him thinking, man, this guy 's a dark dark weirdo and more about understanding that yeah, you know, I'm as much as I I make fun of uh the concept of the craft, uh, d- you know, despite myself, I do see myself as uh a trained actor. I didn't say a good actor, but um I I'd like to think that I brought that to to work on Glee and all the other things that I've done. So, um yeah, it, it, I've I've been kind of waiting and working my whole life for an opportunity like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that it came up, I was sort of on the sidelines being like, all right, put me in, coach. So uh, the fact that Ryan believed in that, uh, I- I'm very much indebted to. When people
0: are say- seeing you and they're saying, Blaine was a guy everybody loved. Andrew Cunanan in this presentation of that life and the way you play it, is, of course, this person guilty of those crimes, but he's also a human being. Absolutely. We, if we don't forgive him, we still understand him because of what you did. So that was me in the beginning congratulating you on what you did Thank because you. that is difficult to do. You could, it, it can often be a gimmick for an actor. You say, well, I, you think of me as this, but I'm going to play this, but its surface. You didn't do surface. You got really underneath there. Well, thank into you the nerve endings. I think and there's was a it a ch-
1: was, what please. was did it scare you? Um, it doesn't scare me no because I think uh, I think we're all closer to somebody like Andrew than we care to admit. Uh, as we are to all characters in this world. I think you know every everybody's the hero of their own story. It uh, doesn't matter what's, where their mora- morality lies or wh- whatever mm. their sort of lifelong emotional arc is. We're all the heroes of our own tale. So you don't... As an actor, I, and this is my go-to line, I'm in the business of empathy. That is what I do for a living is my livelihood. I try and apply that to my day-to-day life, but it, but particularly when you're, when you're playing characters. And this was a real person. And um, we all focus on the the worst most horrible deplorable things which is obviously he took lives he was a murderer. he killed people which is a deplorable unforgivable thing and I'm not asking people to forgive him or exonerate him but I am challenging people to question their own senses of empathy and seeing how many uh, common denominators they they can find with somebody that they might immediately pin as somebody very distant from themselves but as an actor you don't approach them as this is uh, somebody who, who killed somebody mm-hmm. this is somebody like everybody else has felt pain, desire fear, love, ambition uh, who doesn't know what it's like to want to rise above your station or get that which you can't have I mean these are all things that are very primary ones and zeros that if that's your point of entry as any person, much less an actor, you can kind of start seeing through that magnifying glass a little easier. So that's that's kind of my approach to somebody like Andrew.
0: Well, we see when we're watching the show that it starts with the assassination of Versace and goes backwards until by episode eight, we're basically seeing Andrew's childhood and this very warped childhood with a mother who's got mental challenges and a father who's got Difficulties way beyond that. But you, when Ryan Murphy comes to you and says, I want you to play Andrew Cunette," what did you know about him before... Um, you were given a script
1: about him I mean, I, I knew what most people know Which is why I think we start with it in the show Which is the assassination of Johnny mm-hmm. Versace That is the reason why these other four murders Are being brought to light Because of the penultimate murder Other than him taking his own life Was was someone as famous as Johnny So I, that was all I knew I knew that Johnny was shot in mm-hmm. the front of, front of his home um, I remember the first time I went to Miami Passing the house and being like Oh my god, that's, that's where it was But other than that, I didn't know much about Andrew and his backstory, which is exciting for me, I guess, as a storyteller, because people really don't know this. Whereas O.J., there's an overwhelming amount of information we have, and we all remember so many things. Whereas this is something, I think, unless you're in the fashion world, living in Miami, um, it it might be something a little more distant from you. And um, that's, that's a really appealing notion, because I think the American crime here, other than the murders, is... How come I didn't know about this? Mm-hmm. And we kind of we kind of explore that, and also the
0: sense of at the time in 1997, and, and the reason he wasn't captured, right, is the homophobia sure. that the cops didn't care.
1: I think there's you know we we kind of lightly go through it on our show. I think it has much more deeper implications. But Andrew was really heavily involved in this very subcultural. World of the gay community, which is these sort of rough trade, uh, S&M parties and sexual activity, which I think for most people on the outside, for the sort of typical heteronormative outside world looking in, especially in the 90s, that's such a bizarre world that... A, a lot of folks um might not understand and that was a world that andrew was really heavily involved in and you can you can make all kinds of sort of psychological um assumptions as to why that was something that he really enjoyed as far as be you know uh being the dominant person in his life having control over somebody sexually enjoying having somebody be submissive in a world where he's kind of it's it's somewhere where he, all of his sort of um suppressed Desires can kind of be manifested in, mm-hmm. in this sort of sexual power, um, and I think this was something that was uh, pretty predominant throughout. I think a lot of his, his sexual life. So when you see him, you know, engaging in this sort of, you know, uh, stripping of identity uh, of himself or other people, I think there is a joy to that. And while it might just seem weird to people, there there's a much deeper psychological story going on there, and. The bow I'll tie on this is that when you see something like that as an audience member, you go, this is weird. Imagine what that's like for the FBI in the 90s and kind of discovering all these things and not really knowing how to breach this subculture. Mm-hmm. Is this something that we want to want to broadcast to our children that is happening? And uh, um, I even will give uh, those folks the benefit of the doubt. I think it's less about, when we say homophobia, I think we think of uh, extreme cases of of actual hate crimes and violence. But I think there's a more institutionalized homophobia that comes from uh, fear and misunderstanding and uncertainty of what things are, and do I want to talk about this, and do I look strange if I'm investigating it? And those little questions build up to a much larger ignorance Mm -hmm. on, on an institutional systematic level in the FBI or in local investigation, which is why so many of these cases... Which, by the way, where this led to a man who was the, he was, this is the largest failed manhunt in FBI history. Yeah. I think that's how it, that'll happen. And to me, that sort of um, negligence and unfortunate ignorance is what the American crime story is for this season. But again, yeah. with you now, this is you playing
0: another gay character mm-hmm. after Glee. After Hedvig, which really? I managed to see you in. Oh, really? Yeah, which was just. Are you just saying that no, Peter Travis. I've even seen you in How to Succeed in like the two and a half minutes you played it on Broadway. Whoa!
1: Yeah. Peter Travis. So I'm Travers. Like a Darren
0: Chris completist.
1: You really are. Yeah. Okay, now we can have a now conversation. Now we can
0: do it because I know. If you've seen it's you in the exact Hedvig.
1: platinum status with like the Darren Miles. This yeah. is really. Andrew impressive. doesn't seem that far away, you know,
0: sometimes. Because we see you, I've seen you when you play Henrik, being somebody who isn't anything like Blaine. Sure. You know, this is very different. Yeah. So what is this with you, a straight kid growing up in San Francisco, playing these gay characters?
1: You know, what's so interesting is that the the fact that Andrew was a gay man never really came into any kind of question until we started promoting the show. Because objectively, you go, yeah, that is kind of a curious through line in characters I've got to play, But what I think is so great is that it it never even is a part of the decision... Glee, I was just lucky because that was a, a role that I got, and he happened to be a gay character, and I think the popularity of that character was because he was connected to a really popular, interesting, compelling storyline that that had the bonus of having sort of social weight to it, so that was just me winning the lottery. Uh, Hedwig is just an excellent story it 's one of my favorite musicals. Yes, Hedwig is a queer character, but again i 'm thinking in terms of the great music and the impact of the story and 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 the and just the the, the, the explosive power of, of that character. Mm-hmm. And then with this, I'm thinking more of the terms of the, the grand scope of the, the larger um, tale of the, the American crime story of the murder of these five men and the and negligence of the FBI and the, sort of the social landscape at the time. These are the stories that I'm thinking of. They happen to all be based in queer, gay characters. Uh, so lucky me you know um. well
0: it is like because in glee your character unlike kurt unlike chris colfer's character is got it together where <laughs> uh, well he does in his own way blaine is he That's certain he,
1: parts of the show we Well of, we but he's
0: of... he's dealing with it better than kurt does mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people that watch that show that took great comfort in the fact of this yeah. relationship. That, that hadn't happened in this context. I guess so. I
1: mean, before. yeah, it, it becomes more and more clear to me. Uh, the show was uh, we ended about two years ago, so it started almost eight years ago, I think. Eight years, I think, for, for folks of a certain age, isn't that long, but when you're a teenager, 15, so mm-hmm. you know, 15 to 23 is a big effing difference Mm -hmm. uh on on all fronts Mm -hmm. and uh it's been cool that enough time has gone by to where i'll meet people young adults like in in the workforce in the world in new york or los angeles that are doing very impressive things that are very much uh, conscious mature adults that uh will speak to me or or people from our show uh And and say, you know, and mention the effect that things like that or other parts of the show that that had a positive effect on them. And it doesn't seem real. You know, if a a teenager is telling you something, not to discredit the validity of a teenager's excitement, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a certain lack of gravitas (laughs) when there's like, oh my God, I love your show. And you're like, thank you very much. It's very sweet of you. Sort of pat on the head and say thank you. But when you have an adult coming up to you and saying, I just want to let you know that when I was a teenager, and, you know, if they're, they're a high-profile journalist somewhere, you're going, like, wow, like, I'm a part of your narrative? You're, <laughs> you're like a smart kid. Like, geez, I didn't really know the impact. So that's happening more and more as, some, as, as a lot of these young people um, are becoming adults and, you know, kind of validating their experience to me after the fact makes it real to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that becomes a real thing
0: can i go to you though as a child because when you're doing this you're starting your own business you have that star kid thing oh yeah, yeah 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 Look, i'm telling you i am a completist of Oh, you really are i'm very impressed i've seen the girl most likely oh my gosh I you would and- call it a great
1: <laughs> film <laughs> it was certainly a fun film for but me to what do.
0: you did in it shows another
1: aspect of you that most people haven't seen either well, that was—I mean, God, I did that. It was one of my first films I got to do off the heels of Glee, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm there with Kristen Wiig, who just came off the heels of Bride Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. even though she was already on SNL. She did a lot going. She for was her. Kristen Wiig. She was Kristen Wiig already. <laughs> uh, Matt Dillon, Benning. Oh my God, it was a dream come true. I mean, I was a big fan of the the filmmakers. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. They had done uh, American Splendor, which was a, a favorite film of mine as a teenager. Uh, Gosh, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I'm sort of just reminiscing, going, because Peter it was my life.
0: Because Star Kid, and because of a very Potter musical. Yeah. Uh, the things that you're inventing with your friends. Do you
1: friends. just go on Wikipedia right before you sit down with people? Is no. That it? It's Bless sad you. that my
0: brain is just filled <laughs> with this. You know? It's okay. Oh, it's your job. There's
1: not... As it should if, be. But it, if it were just the job, I wouldn't do it. But back to Star Kid, if I may. Yes. I will say what's cool about that is that was something that happened at the advent of what we now know as the social media, the the, the, the beginning of it all. Um that was something I did in college. Uh, StarKid is a theater company that was built from a show that we just did in college. Like a lot of college students, particularly theater kids, we do shows all the time. And you do it for your friends. You do it for your faculty. Or you, they're, they're, they're chock full of inside private jokes that are only meant for your friends. And uh, for decades, at at institutions all over the country, people did this stuff, and they lived and died right in college, and then they they were never seen again. But because... But now there's YouTube! There's YouTube, which was a brand new infantile thing right when I was getting out of college. So we happened to have filmed one of these shows, which was one of many shows we had done, and we put it on the internet not because it was a platform, because it wasn't at the time, but because that was easier than printing DVDs, going to Walgreens, getting the DVD, uh, sending it to each person wherever they were living around the country or the world even. So we put on YouTube and sent our link out to our friends to be like, hey, remember the show we did? Forgetting that the internet is 100% public mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that other people could watch it. And that became our, my sort of first like, hit. And that, I think it wasn't for the success of that show um, I don't think I would have had the longevity that I got to have on something like Glee. So that, to me, was kind of my first big brush with, oh, my God, I guess I'm, I'm doing something here. With the whole
0: Harry Potter thing? With yeah. The, yeah. No, with doing
1: that. Because, yeah. you know, man, to just hear,
0: you know, i got to get back to Hogwarts is a, a tremendous <gasps> song.
1: Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts. Yes. Hogwarts. Yes. Um, thanks, man. Well, that's, my, that's probably my... I, I, What's fun for me is that I, I get to live this dichotomy between uh, being a musician and a songwriter and being an actor. One is a very proactive livelihood, the other one is a very passive livelihood. Um, I'm careful with that because obviously once you get a job as an actor, you make proactive choices. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have to wait around for, for things like Versace to happen. I mean, that was an incredible role that came to me. Whereas with music, I can create it and just make it on my own terms and do things. So I'm lucky to have that outlet. But we we, Darren Chris, who has never been on this
0: show yet? Yet. End in song. We end in song, we shall we? We always end in song. Okay, well it's I where don't we know got. what it'll be, but I What's know that tune? there's something in your head. You know what?
1: You saw you saw how to succeed, right? I did.
0: How to du, 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 du.
1: How to Well tell no. you what, there is a brotherhood of man. A benevolent brotherhood. Of man, take it with me, one. Oh, aren't, aren't you proud you to be in that fraternity, that fraternity, the Great Big Brotherhood of Man? Yes. And they want to do a dance break. I we'll cut out with Darren Criff That was a real that pleasure. That made it. Travers. Wow. Thank that you was so incredible. much. Incredible. Thanks, man. See, I did see how to succeed. You did.